podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination. To find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that, it's in those moments that makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of his own. His name is, well, I'm going to say he's known as Mr. Organics. That's what we're going to call him because that is what you're known as. He's the master of manifestation. He's a rapper, a YouTuber, an entrepreneur, and is best known for his social media content, which showcases his lavish lifestyle and vlogs. Um, please help me welcome Mr. Organic to the show. Thank you so much for being yes, here. Yes, yes, yes. No problem. You're welcome. Uh, that was a good intro, too. You know, have no fear. Mr. Organic is definitely here, keeping it pure, positive, and, you know, prophetic. Oh, yes. We have no fear. None. Let's Let's start off by talking about just that. Right. How did the name Mr. Organic come about? Well, it was just... Something I always said, you know, it's always through the years you will find a word that people use that basically can be placed anywhere that sounds good. Um, at the time, probably like 10, 15 years ago, it was the word wavy that everybody was saying, wavy, I'm wavy, this wavy, this wavy. And it was a rapper named Max B that used it. And I liked the word because I always go deeper than just what that word means because I think of the world as 75, 80% water so if you're wavy that means you're controlling the world you're controlling your earth if you're watery and it also you know it, ro- it rolls back to bruce lee saying be like water so i always liked that wavy saying but i was like i don't like saying nobody on stuff because i'm an original person so i was like what can i say that translates so deep to the root and to the seed of people but it's still me and i was like organic because i always was fresh i always was positive i always have growth I've always been a healthy person and if you could put organic with anything it sounds right the world is organic. Anything that's real is organic. Everything that's original is organic. Anything that's fresh. So it compiles everything that I am. So I just kept saying the word organic all the time with whatever I was doing. Like, I'm feeling organic today. I like my outfit. It's organic. Oh, dude, she fine. No, she organic. <laughs> and then people just start calling me Mr. Organic, and I just ran with it and made it to my own uh, name and brand. And I put the K instead of a C because K, you kill people with your realness. You kill people with your hustle. You kill people with your um, originality. You kill people with your creativity. So instead of a C, I put a K at the back so it really stand out. When you talk, you just like naturally, organically, not to be cliche, you just right. kind of flow. Right. Have you always been this way? I've always been that way. Um, Ever since a kid, I was just a charismatic, just a, 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 a aura energy person like people come around me to just stuck it's like a magnet and um i always been that way so when i talk it always had meaning it always go deeper than what people ever think Cause they see me they put me in a category of a rapper or athlete in which i've done all those things to the top level but really my number one attribute is my brain my creativity and my and my understanding of life and purpose i want to talk about the athlete part because I mean, let's see, you're 6'6". Six, six. Right. Um, you, you started off your whole career in basketball. Right. Basketball has been your life. It, it is your life. It was your world. Right. Can you, and I know, unfortunately, or depending on, we understand the way the world works. Yeah, so depending was, on how you want to look it, at yeah, it, was, it, fortunately was fortunate. or fortunate. Yeah, very fortunate. Um, you had an injury, and it shifted gears of, of outlook on life. Can you talk about that? And um, and then again, the perspective of how you want to look at what how that shifted uh, the career path for you. Yeah, I would always say I think really, you know where I'm from and when you're from the inner city, whatever, I'm from southeast San Diego, also grew up in Carmendale, Illinois, a small town in Illinois. And um, we had no options. Only people I knew that was being successful was street guys. And um, and I admired them. Only people I knew that made it out was, you know, athletes. So I admired them. So that's the things I gravitated to because that's all I saw around me on money waking wise because I love nice things I always wanted money so that did draw me to that 
to that environment. So only thing I ever did was either sell drugs or play basketball. That's the two things I, I was doing as a kid and when I got to high school. So basketball actually saved me from the streets. Every time I didn't do good in basketball, I went to the streets. Every time I wanted to get out the streets, I go to basketball. Like it just went hand in hand with me. Um, so yeah, I became a, a premier athlete. Uh, I got tall at a spurt that was just, you know, just was a blessing because I was pretty short my whole life. So I could dribble real good. So I was a real good dribbler because I was short. Then all of a sudden, my junior to senior year, I grew six inches from six foot to six six. Wow. So, yeah, so what happened was I was still the best dribbler, but I was taller than everybody. Right. And now I could jump higher than everybody. So right. it was like I was a real mutant, like, because there's nobody running as fast, dribbling as good, jumping as high at my size. Right. And I still was like a guard. So it was like people just, it was insane. Like, I was so skilled that I could have, like, left out of high school, but I was still a street guy, too. So that time I'm playing basketball, I had a trap house and I'm 15, 16, selling drugs all day, every day. So it was like, that's all I did. So basically what happened was I stopped really going to school. So then my coach and I didn't get along. And there's another perspective that people got to tap into that I tapped into mm -hmm. that I knew that my coach was wrong. I didn't allow him to ruin my life because people would do that. When the coach don't play you, they don't like me. Oh, the coach don't like me. He ain't playing me. They give up in life. They give up the excuses. They just drop everything and just you know, become a janitor or something. No, my coach didn't like me, cool. He he got a problem, something wrong with him. I'm the one. So I generated my own way out of there. And I ended up going to the number one junior college in the nation without even really going to school because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do in high school. So I couldn't go to a division one big school. So I had to go to a junior college. So I ended up graduating high school, which was a blessing. Not even playing that much in high school, but still went to the number one junior college in the nation, the best school I could possibly go to because I never gave up and I never listened to nobody that downplayed me or tried to put me in a box. So that was a blessing. Then when I got to school, I did pretty good, but at the same time, school is not for me. You know, I, I couldn't really get my grades right because I wasn't paying attention in class. I didn't care about class, but I still was good in ball. And I ended up going to, you know, out in Arizona and supposed to play out there at Arizona State. But once again, my grades weren't right. So what happened was, like I said, when I don't do basketball, I go to the streets. So I ended up leaving school and just going to the streets and getting money that way. And I did that for two, three years and did pretty good for myself. But it still was dangerous. I was doing something that I don't condone nobody doing because, like I said, my first objective is to get the money. I'm not worried about whatever come with it. I'm with it. That's just life for me. If I sign up for it, give me everything that come with it, good, mm -hmm. bad, or ugly. I'm not going, oh, this come with it. Well, yeah, it do. You right. can't just win all the time. Yeah. So I signed up for that, and I had to deal with it. But by God's grace, you know, he spoke to me one night, and um, it was like something I really supposed to do that was going to get bad and end up, you know, leaving that situation and going to Minnesota and being with somebody that played in the NBA. Once again, basketball saved me from the streets. Mm -hmm. And I end up, you know, end up playing basketball after two years of not playing, just being in the streets, making it to the G League. It's like the minor league of the NBA. Yeah. Straight from the streets. Went in there, tried out, made the team. It's called the Sioux, uh, Sioux Falls Sky Force. You could Google it. Yeah. And it's in the minor league NBA. So, end of the day, like I said, it was basketball in the streets. Basketball saved my life when I got to the to the, the um, Sioux Falls Sky Force. Like the first scrimmage game, I tore my um, MCL and my meniscus in both knees. And, um, I had to just find another way. Went back to Minnesota, grinded up, and, uh, you know. Wait, I want to stop you right yeah, there. Okay, when that yeah. happened, right. okay, here you are. You did all of this. Right. Kept working and working and working and mentally knew, okay, I'm on my path. Right. I'm going to be an athlete. This right. is my dream. Mm -hmm. First game, you're in the NBA. You're in the G League. Right. You you have an injury. Your yeah. very first game. Very first scrimmage game. First, what what go, how what is your mindset like? Even at that before moment? that, even before that, as I'm going through training camp, always because once again I grew 
six inches, so my plates was always a little off because I grew so fast. So I was tall, but I always had knee pain. So as I'm in the, the camp, every day we're doing two a days, and my knees are swelling every day. They swell. I'm trying to put ice on them. They're still swelling every day. I'm sitting in the bed like, man, I'm calling my homeboy like, hey, boy, I don't, I don't know if I could do this, man. My knees swole, man. That's about to be a wrap. But he's like, man, it's all right, man. You meant to be there. So but you knew it. So. I, knew it yeah. I knew it wasn't right because there's no way I could handle this because people are coming, getting cut by the NBA. These are top-tier individuals in the world getting cut from the NBA, coming down to the CBA, right. playing against us, and they coming in a whole different speed. My knees hurt. I could barely get up in the morning, and I got to go against them, and I knew it wasn't working. So I fought through it, as I always did in my life, and I played in that game, and my knees was hurting, and it popped pow because they couldn't handle the pressure. And um, I just sat there. And in the, in the, um, the hotel that night, like, man, I know it's over. Now, I know it's no more basketball for me. I'm already 26 years old. I was already older than probably everybody. I don't know if I ever made the team. It was just my mental capacity is so right. strong. But, yeah, so I'm like, man, it's a wrap this time. Like, my knees are swole. I don't know what I'm going to do. And at this time, I left, you know, Phoenix or wherever I was at at the time doing my, you know, street stuff. So I couldn't go back there because things went bad for my people out there. So I knew I wasn't going there. When I was in Minnesota, the person I knew out there, we wasn't that cool no more. So it's like I couldn't really go there. And I wasn't going home to my mom. I'm 26 years old. Like, I'm not never going home to mom. So it was like, what I'm going to do? So they just gave me a ticket back to Minnesota. And I had to figure my way out when I got there. But I knew basketball was over for me. And I had to find another path. All right. So you're like, I have to find another path. Right. What's the mindset like to, what's the next step? How do you mentally stay sane? Right. Or did you go through a depression? What was what was the mental process like at that moment? Um, the thing about me, like my little brother always said, I just got a, such a delusional mindset mm. that I never see like it's over for like yeah. my life. Yeah. Like maybe this situation is over, yeah. I accept that. But for life, I'm the guy. I've been the guy my whole life, so I'm not gonna let that go for nothing. So it's never like, oh, what I'm gonna do? It's over for me. Boom, I'm gonna just sit here and just decompose. And I was like, I'm gonna find me something else to do. This one meant for me. Boom, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Whatever I got to do, it's finna be done. And like I said, anything else fails, I go to my street mode and it's, and it's whatever come with it. I go to the jungle and I'm a lion and I'm going to eat and kill whatever if I got to. I hate to do it, but I will. So that was my mindset. I just got to go back to the streets. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that, that, that's what I did. Okay. So you did that. Right. And then what happened? Well, I did that and I basically just, not even like I had to really go to the streets. I just went to that mode and um, found a way. Like okay. I, did, I got apartment. That a guy I knew out there, I wasn't messing with him no more, but it was an apartment of people he had in there. Yeah. So I just went in there like Nino Brown, kicked him out and took it. You know what I'm saying? I'm in here now. Like, I don't mess with this dude no more. Y'all getting out or else. You know what I'm saying? So that's when the street mode kicked back in, and they got up out of there, and I took that apartment over for six weeks, and I was just chilling. And I, I figured away. All I did was just go out because I always was a cool guy. Even with no money, I still looked like this. I, I had a perception about myself. So I'm just going out, tell you the truth, what I really was doing, I was just going out getting women. I was just being like a gigolo type, you know what I mean? They want to be around me, be, yeah, in my circumference, they got to maintain me. So I really was just going out, going, being fly, going to clubs, just getting girls, and they was making sure I was good. And that's what I did for like five, six months. And then I figured my way out because I had a program in my brain to do stuff for kids. Like, because like I said, basketball, it's going to be some street stuff for basketball. And it's a program I want to do to train little kids that no one really done for, like, little kids from, like, third grade to fourth grade. It was a gap that people never trained. 
and one of my friends had a basketball academy, and I told him the idea. He was like, man, that's cool. You try it out. So I start, I did went to that basketball academy, started with like two two kids, and then grew it to like 100 kids. And I ran that program and started doing basketball training from 10 years after that. And that's what I found my transition back to basketball. Like it's one or the other, you know what I'm saying? So then I went to doing that basketball academy and training kids for like the last 10 years before I found YouTube and all that stuff. Okay, so you you find your passion. You're able to you're able to mirror your passion with right. the basketball, with helping children, right. inspiring children, and then YouTube comes about. Right. Tell us about that. Well, um, I saw a, a documentary on Netflix about YouTubers and how much money they make, and I always knew I had a charismatic personality, a real magnetism about me, and I always could talk and always was funny. So I was like, man, if I get on this YouTube, I just got to figure it out. Man, I know I could be good at it. You know what I'm saying? And one of my best friends, at this time I started doing music too, one of my best friends was doing all the music videos. So I told him like, hey man, if you just record me, we could do YouTube. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just didn't know like what was my niche because that's the key. So I thought about it. That was like five years before I started. Then I said, man, I don't know what to do. Forget it. I ain't thinking about it no more. And then my my friend, my ace Boon Coon, my dog, tall guy, car reviews, his name is Slim. I was just at his wedding. Congratulations to him. But he came in the office one day. We was both training in the academy. He was like, man, I want to do YouTube. I'm like, man, I've been thinking about I thought about that too. Like, but I'm going to do, and he came with the idea, like, I want to do cars. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea because I always knew, and he always knew, the key to breaking into something is like, because white people do it all the time. They do stuff niggas do, black people do, and then they get a they blow up. They do man, black man dance, or they talk like, and boom, they blow up. So let's do it the reverse way. Let's do what a white person do and do it the nigga way. And that's what he did. So we started doing car reviews, but we was being ourselves. So instead of being like, oh, this is a BMW 254, you can press the button here, it got 2,000 horsepower. No, we like, hey, man, you press the button, come down, boom, you can sit back, dry like this. We just being ourselves. Right. So people gravitated to those reviews, yeah. and then we found the way in there. Yeah. And that was the key. You find a niche, you get rich. So boom, we started doing the car reviews. From the car reviews, start getting our own cars. From our own cars, we start living our lives. And then we got them in, and then boom, we broke through, through YouTube. Shout out to my dog, Slim. Mm. Let's talk about the breakthrough, because right. I mean, your your um, everything you do goes viral, and yeah. your your videos focus on your lavish lifestyle. Let's talk about your cars and right. your homes. Can you touch on that and your fleet? Uh, what that looks like? Right, right. So yeah, um, you know, God is great. You know, once you have that, you know, that power of believing in yourself and that and that and that will for all, never giving up, and whatever come with it, come with it. You can get anything in this world, like. People don't understand the power of manifestation. It's truly you become a creator. So I say to myself, I call my one of my nicknames, three of them, the God. They're like, you're not God. I never call myself God. I said three of them, the God, because I'm a creator. And I created my own world, and I did it right before everybody's eyes because I dreamt it, I believed it, and I went after it, and I achieved it. You know, So people don't understand how powerful it is. So I feel that's my purpose to show them that this is real. Like, look what I have go back five years ago and look now. That's all it took me five years to create this, you know what I'm saying, euphoria of greatness. But yeah, so anyway, mm. yeah, we start doing that. Boom, we in Minnesota, by the way. So let's yeah. get understanding. It's 8% black people in Minnesota. Yeah. There is no creators ever been in Minnesota history. Right. So not only we in Minnesota where there's no creators, it's only 8% black people, and we broke our way out of there. And then not, not to mention that every winter is the coldest winter in the world, just about. It's colder than Antarctica sometimes. Right. Negative 50 yeah. with wind, with ice. With, right. So I, we're doing car reviews, so we got to figure a way to do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They understand what we did. We right. came through the, you know what I'm saying, the ice age and created something like we real Neanderthalic <laughs> caveman, one of them ones you never seen nothing like this in life. Right. So they got to appreciate us. So anyway, yeah, we found our way, broke through, 
and we and I, we made something in Minnesota, and I was the guy in Minnesota because, like I said before, I was already going out downtown. People already rocked with me. I already had all the girls. All was cool, but now I got the fame with it. Now I got the money with it too. So it made it even more like supersized. So. My my homie Slim was like, man, I'm gonna move to L.A. because that's how we got opportunity lifetime to go big. Like, but me, I'm like, man, I dreamt of just getting to this level. I'm like, yeah. I got a downtown uh, apartment overlooking the city, 32 floors up, the best view, big old balcony. I got a Corvette, got a Hellcat. I'm living crazy. I'm yeah. <laughs> but it's still, but in reality, terms of the big world, right? It's normal. Yes. So I'm a big like how I'm living now, brain dude. So I'm like, yeah. damn, you right. So he went out here first. He came out to L.A. first. Boom. He got his first supercar on McLaren. I seen it, and I'm still in Minnesota. He left. I'm like, damn, you're right, bro. We got. I got to go big. So I watched him go, and um, then I followed behind him six months later, took that leap of faith. So you got to understand, Minnesota, I'm paying 1800 for the best apartment in the city. Right. You come to L.A., you're going to have to pay 5500 just for a cool top exactly. level. And this is downtown L.A., so you paying $4,000 more for the same thing you have out there. Right. So I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? Shit, <laughs> me, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Stay where I'm at. Thank you. Yeah. Save my money. But I said, forget it. Let's go. And I'm saying, I came. I took that leap of faith, and it changed my life. So you just fight. I moved here like almost two, almost two years ago, and I came here scared to know what I was gonna do. But like I said, I say no fear, but it's not like you don't have it. You're not accepting it. I say no fear because it's just it's just an energy. Accept the fear. Don't be running from it. Yeah, have no fear. Come on, give it to me. I got you. Come with me. Yeah, you're scaring the shit out of me, but let's go. Accept it. And that's what I did. And you take those leap of faith and you attach yourself to that fear and you will go to a different stratosphere. So I came, saw, conquered two years later. Now I'm in Malibu, two-acre estate. You know, I got the 488 Spider Ferrari. I got the 4x4 four four G-Wagon. Not the regular G-Wagon. No, no. This is the 4x4 four four squared. It's only one of 300. My color I got is one of 20. Yeah, the McLaren 720S. The doors go like that. Boom, boom. Not the regular thing like this. No, it got the extra, the roof come up with it. Yeah. Mm. AMG GT. Two-door bins. The one with the long nose. Not the regular one. Not no 550. No, it's an AMG GT. Google it. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what else I got? Oh, the Rolls Royce Rafe. I can't forget that. That what you see me in, right? With the manifest on the back. Yeah. Yeah, so... And, 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 of course, I bought my mom a Benz. I, I gave my brother a Hellcat Superstock, you know. I got my mom in the condo around the lake and all that. I take care of all that. Like, so I take care of my people. So not only did I manifest and build my enterprise and build the world for me, I did it for everybody around me. Why was that important for you to do that, what you just said right there? Why, the importance of not just taking care of yourself, making sure you take care of your circle. Right. Because um, at first, I was on a selfish mission of greatness, and everybody knows it around me. As you hear my story, you never hear of no one was with me. You never hear of no one helped me. You never hear of no one was by my side. I was going to war with the world by myself, but I was okay with that. I knew I was built for that. You know what I'm saying? I always picture myself like Thanos do from Avengers. I was that one that had a mission to change the world on my own or whatever came with it came with it. So I never looked at, oh, they didn't help me. No, because y'all don't understand. I knew they couldn't understand me. I, I knew they didn't get it, and they was gonna get it when it's too when it's when it's already there, and that's fine. So I never held grudges against no one that believed in me, no one that helped me or checked on me and all that stuff. That's okay, I'm a man. But when it comes to me becoming successful and I reach my goal, now I can reach back. You know what I'm saying? And say, see, I told y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. Y'all know I don't owe you nothing. Right. I don't owe nobody. No one can say man, but no. Right. To tell you the truth, even my dog Slim that we came to the idea, I paid him, I gave him a hundred thousand cash just for being real and put me in this position and give me that idea and we grinded together. That's my dog. 
people with 100 million wouldn't do that for people. But I'm just so pure and real, I reciprocate the karma of the world that blessed upon me. So once I got to a position of power, I always told my mom, give me a year. You ain't have to worry about nothing. And she believed me. I told my brother, don't worry, man. I appreciate you for taking care of me in high school. Let me stay with you. Because as I'm saying, in high school, we had a trap house at my brother's house. Yeah. But I moved out my mom's house because we was in the projects. I lived with my older brother, and we did what we had to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he allowed me to be who I was the whole time. So he, he didn't understand when I gave him that car. He didn't know where it came from. No, I don't forget nothing. You allowed me to be me in high school. Didn't give me no rules. I did what I want to. But I, but I did it in my own way. I hustled, but I still was smart. I never did a drug in my life, never smoked weed, nothing. I never drank alcohol, nothing. Only thing I was addicted to was knowledge and money. And that may be a problem, but so what? That's what I was on. So I may have had that and nothing else. So I was right, and he was right for allowing me to do that. So I gave him that car for that. Um, so, yeah, it was very important to give back to my family so they could see it. Because where we come from, like I said, the people I looked up to, it was just a a 1% chance people like the NBA or a drug dealer who only got a couple years before they up out of there. So I made a different lane. Now people can see that this is possible to build a brand, being yourself. Everybody, if you ask a kid right now what they want to be when they grow up, they're going to say a YouTuber. They're going to say influencer or have their own brand. That's what people own right now. So I'm a black person coming from the hood, coming from the street, that keeping it real. I'm not a cookie cutter. I'm not acting like Chuck E. Cheese. I'm not acting like Goofy or nothing on my channel. I'm cussing. I'm talking real shit. You're going to see me fight people. You're going to see people try to rob me. I beat them up, take the gun from them. I'm a real serious guy, but I, I'm, I'm pure. I'm positive, but I'm, I ain't going to let nobody play with me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so it's very important to feed my people and also show my people that you can do it. You can be real, come from the streets and all that, but still do it in a positive manner and give back to your people and show them another way. It's so interesting you said you're saying what you're saying. I was just having a conversation with a friend yesterday about um, about that. Like, you know, people can only understand and, or, and only love and only give advice to the to their capacity of what they know for themselves. Right. So to your point, you're right. You can't hold, you know, you know, say hold a grudge towards someone for not understanding because they just don't they just right. don't know. They're not walking in your shoes. Right. Right. Yeah. I could never. And, and I couldn't be like, man, you wouldn't with me. Man, I knew you couldn't understand this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My grandma told me I was different from birth. I'm left-handed. Everything about me is different. I always dress different. I always talk different. I always believe different. I knew it. So how I know I'm different, and I expect you to understand me. That don't make sense. I'm smart enough to understand that. But now, don't let anybody... Don't doubt me. You better believe whatever I say and just watch me and get with it now while you got a chance because it's going to be the unlimited buffet of billions going to come around here. I'm going to create so many opportunities for people. So don't look at me and be like, I don't know. You better get it now. It's on. <laughs> but back then, they couldn't understand it, but now they got it. Let's talk about the circle, your circle now. So right. just as we're talking about that, the mindset and so forth, um, how small is your circle? Uh, what does your circle kind of? What does your circle consist of? Who do you lean on? Uh, what's what's that look like for you? Yeah, my circle is minuscule. Like it's almost like a a decimal, whatever. It's something smaller than decimal. <laughs> I don't know, but it's that. It's like one of the little stars on the blue on the wall yeah. right there. It's uh that little. Yeah. My dog Slim, my ace Boon Coon, that's who we bounce off each other. We like yin and yang, but it's like a, a mirror image in our brain and our hustle. And that's who I, that's really who I bounce off. And then my other dog, Will Harris, he also do um, YouTube too. Um, his, his channel is Anatomy of a Fighter. And uh, I got a couple of outside guys, my guy Rod. Um, that's a good, one of my good guys. But it's really only two, three people I really rock with on earth like that. 
That's it. Always been that way. I don't, I don't, even when I was downtown going out doing it, I by myself. I never need a hundred people with me. I never needed no hundred goons and have a hundred girls around me and solidifying my greatness. No, I was a werewolf. I'm by myself. I don't need a pack of wolves. I'm, I'm like a saber tooth tiger. I'm a different species. So I always move by myself because I know everybody can't move like me. But if someone is like me, I keep them around. And you see, it's rare. It's only two or three people that I rock with that close in my entire life and they still hear the same ones because you know that you're different and right. you're saying that you're different um does what does i should say what does different look like for you what does what does the day-to-day of different quote-unquote look like for you yeah see the difference is um i just say like i said i say different but i really just mean that i'm organic like yeah. i'm just who i am and i ain't even going on my way to be different i was born this way right. from the seed you know what i'm saying like like i say i'm from the seed like a lot of people say they're from the mud i use the mud to grow like, that was fertilizer for me. I use other people's shit to grow off that. Yeah. And I, I seen that because a wise man learned from others' mistakes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to take mine too, though. But I'm going to learn more from yours. So give me that. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, a day at night for me is, is just a lot of brainstorming. Like, I, that's why I call myself and my people, we gargoyles, because gargoyles come in life at night. You know, they may have a stone, but they got wings, so they fly. Like, I'm a fly person, but anybody play with me, they might not make it to see tomorrow because I'm, I'm not going to allow that to happen. I take care of too many people, got too many responsibilities. So I'm not to be played with in no shape, form, and fashion, but I'm chilling. You know what I mean? But I will come to life if I got to. So I'm up all night. I'm thinking I always an insomniac. I couldn't sleep. My brain moved too fast. I'm always thinking new products, new deals, new partnerships, new apps. I'm just always on to the new thing. So that's why, you know, I call my my, my people, we gargoyle gang. Gang stands for going after new goals. We turn a negative into a positive because we, we feed off positive energy. So, yeah, I'm just always grinding in my brain and coming up with new stuff. Now, when I wake up, it's time to go. You know, I got to, you know, get my vlog out. I got to go over my merchandise orders. Got to get those shipped. I got to, you know, check on my schedule for the week. I got podcasts to do. I got, you know, um... I got a whole, whole bunch. I got to pay all these bills. You know what I'm saying? All this money come with a lot of bills, baby. So, yeah, I got to make sure that's in order. You know, it's just it's just on. It's just on. That's how I put it like that. When I'm up, it's on at all times. That was great. I was getting ready to ask you what your day-to-day like, and, and specifically, you just gave it to me. Oh, yeah, got to do it. What was it like for you mentally shifting from, you know, an athlete to YouTuber and then also what you just mentioned, entrepreneur, wearing all these multiple hats? Yeah, from athlete to um, entrepreneur, it was like a seamless transaction because it's the same repetition. I'm saying I was a person of repetition. I go to the gym. Like now, health is wealth for me. So I I, I take care of my body in in the most, you know what I'm saying, dramatic form. I'm 39 years old. You can't tell it with my shirt off and look at my skin. I ain't playing. So it's like I always knew that's very important and potent to me. So I was an athlete. I just transitioned that work ethic, that same thing when I was a kid and the coach didn't believe in me. I believed in myself. I'm not needing you to believe in me. Who are, who are you? You you just a high school coach, bro. You ain't what you got, man. That's nothing to me. So no way you can cap me off at something when you can't. You ain't got possible. You ain't made it possible for yourself for no freedom. You still working here, so so you can never give me no understanding about me. So I always had a strong mindset. So I use that same athletic brain and hustle and motivation and discipline to become an entrepreneur. And I was just a person that had multiple intangibles on being an athlete. So I could dribble, I could shoot, I could play defense, I could shoot free throws, I could shoot threes. So I use that same thing to be an entrepreneur because a millionaire has seven different streams of income. So I use all those attributes, brought it over to being an entrepreneur. So not just being a YouTuber, not just being a rapper, not just being an author, not just having products, not just having a podcast. I wanted everything. So I just brushed it out. 
same attributes that I use in sports, I use that in my business acumen. Is there one hat that you think that you wear that's superior to the other hats, if that makes sense? Is there mm-hmm. like one is there one component that's like, okay, this is my my path, this is my baby, this is this well, is really sure. my what 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 would that be? I mean the path that I know that I'm going to and that's gonna separate me from everybody that ever, you know, that went into this field is just being a creator. And if you think of a creator, you think of Kanye. Yeah. Um, that's what I am. I'm just like a basically a, a hood version of Kanye. He's a creator. And, and and what he, and like Master P, like them guys, like them the the guys that I home, like okay, I'm like that creator, because that means I got access to everything and have equity everything. If I'm a creator, I'm an owner. If I own everything, I get all the money, like a percentage of whatever I do and create. That's the key to wealth. Because I looked at the Master P mantra from music. He owned 90% of his catalog from the beginning. Most people didn't do that, so he had ownership. You see what I'm saying? So he made a lane for himself. Then I look at Kanye. He was 55 million in debt 60, six years ago, right? Now he's worth five, six billion because he made a transition from being a worker to being a creator and owner. So once he left Nike and they was giving him little pennies for his shoe, that was the number one shoe ever. He said, I need money off that. They said, no, cool. He went to Adidas, became the creator, became the owner. Now he's worth five billion. So everybody need to look at that. So that's what I, my main hat is a creator. So you're going to see me doing collabs with big companies and you're going to see the Mr. Organic boom, that, that bam, like I created bam and have ownership of that. So my main hat is a creator. Let's talk about some of your creations. So your, your vlogs on YouTube, obviously everything you do and touch trends. What's the key to that? What would you say is the key to trending? Um, just being yourself, being original. Of course you got to, you know, See, uh, see something before it gets big too, and then you know either utilize it or make it a manip- manipulation of it. But the key is being original, being organic, finding something that no one's doing, and then doing it your own way, or someone's doing it a different way. So you take you take that and put your own spin on it another way, and uh, that's the key: being yourself and taking advantage of the opportunity and, and and putting it out there, not and not being afraid to fail and not being afraid to fall. Take those leaps of faith. Take those risks. Risk takers rule the world. Everybody else work for them. Uh, can you give three tips, three tips you can give to someone who may be watching or listening um, who may have aspirations to be a YouTuber, may be afraid to just jump out there? Um, what can they do to get started? And also, what, what kind of advice can you give to someone who already has a YouTube channel and is going and trying to build that audience? I mean, the, the three things I always used and that got me to this position, you can hear it in my voice, my, my style, and my, and, my, and, my, and my understanding is uh, believe in yourself, never give up, and never give a fuck. That's, that's the three things I always tell people because that's going to transition to whatever else. Now, to be a YouTuber or be an entrepreneur or whatever it is, you've got to take leaps of faith. You gotta be consistent and you have to never stop. That's the key. You gotta be consistent, you gotta take those leaps of faith and you can never stop. That's the only way you'll be successful. Like I had so many people that was around me that did music, do this and that, and every the majority of the time they weren't consistent, they're not putting stuff out enough, or they quit, or they slow down. Like Nip said, it's a marathon, you know what I'm saying? So that's the key, man. You put that in motion, you'll never stop. And plus, I wrote a book, How to Be a YouTuber and Entrepreneur. You go to Amazon, uh, go ahead, put Mr. Organic in there as a pop-up. I wrote two books, and I, wrote, I made a coloring book for kids. Shout out to my dog, Dr. X. He also co-authored that with me. But yeah, I wrote a book on how to be a YouTuber and entrepreneur. That was number one in this, in this category. And also, um, Organic Seeds of Greatness, Financial Freedom, helping people how to build their credit, how to get loans, how to, you know, Use health, use your insurance to get compounded interest. It's all type of different things that people need to know, and it's very important. Your credit is, is extremely important. 
So once I understood all that stuff, it took me to another level from stock to crypto. I'm into all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. YouTuber and all that stuff, consistency, uh, 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 taking leaps of faith, and then never stopping. Your books. You yeah. are an author. Um, yeah. You have several books. Mm -hmm. Can you touch on the writing process for you? What's it? What's that like for you? What's you know? What do you do? What can some? What can one find inside of your books? And what makes your writing so unique? Yeah. Um. Like I said, most of my writing is straight through my brain. Like you know, I had a co-author, my dog, Doctor um, X, Doctor O. We just sit there and brainstorm. We chop it up and he just line line uh, line it all up for me. So all my thoughts go in there. He just put it in the. Uh, writing form for me I auto I do the auto the audible part for myself and all that too so yeah it's just straight from my mind straight to the book you know that's how I do my music too I don't write nothing down I just go in there put the beat on I go right to it bang, bang, bang. it's just really like a voice vlog I ain't got time to be making up nothing it's real so let it go and uh, that same thing I do with my books I just express my thoughts and uh, put it in um, you know book form he write it down, boom, we got it out. So the, I'm actually working on my next book, The Master of Manifestation. You know, it's just a, just like a real nigga secret type shit, you know what I mean, to, to crack them different codes to get us up out of there. Can you touch on that a bit? What's, what is can you what is the master of manifestation in, yeah. your, in, your, in your opinion? Yeah, the master of manifestation is just, that's just what I am because I, I just go back to when I was a kid and everything I dreamt of and everything I used to write now, I have now. I could listen to songs 10 years ago and me explaining things I want or where I'm going to go, what I'm going to have, what I'm going to do. And I got all that and then some. So I know it's real because I lived it and done it. So once you tap into that, it's like it's a purpose to give that back to the world because you know how potent it is. So the master manifestation is just, you know, the different seeds I want to put in people to know everything is possible. Not only anything is possible, literally everything is possible. So that's my main thing to get to the people. Anything and everything is truly possible. And I'm going to voice that to them. So what's next for you? My, my, my end game dream is me having a big old just warehouse, right? Mm -hmm. I just want a big old warehouse and there's a lot of just smart, like, you no know, think tank people around me that I could sit in a big old desk like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget and I just sit there and just say my ideas to people like, okay, today I want to do these, you know, robots. I want them to be able to clean the house. They look like people. I want them to go around. Boom. Let's get that going. Boom. Get out of here. Now I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? I want to have my own, I want my own flower company, Mr. Organic Flowers. So, you know, people got the big Venus flower smell good. No, I want Mr. Organic Flowers going to be made like this with boom, boom, boom. Go get on that. Bam. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I just want to be a creator of career. I just want to sit in a, in a big old think tank and create all day. I want to come up with this three to five businesses a week and let them just all sprout out. That's what I want to do. Not only that, I also want Wanna, you know, I got an app I'm working on with this with stock trading and crypto that people could practice on it, but at the same time get real money. I got that coming too, so stay tuned. Um, and also, I'm, I'm working on something major too, like, um, you know, like we got Mr. Clean, right? Yeah. But we gonna have Mr. Organic, you know what I mean? And all organic products in the cleaning, mm. cleaning products. So he gonna be up out there because who is he? He you owns know, this white dude, ball man. Come on, I'm really Mr. Organic. I'm here, and I want you to clean your stuff in the right way, all organic ingredients. Because I saw what Jessica Alba did with that Honest Company. She got yeah. a billion off it. I need some of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see everything. I see all the business move. I need one billion quick. Yeah. But once I get that first billion, I can relax. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna get that billion. Billion. I mean, I've been had millions. <laughs> Come on, man. I need them bees. Yeah. So I'm talking about. I look at the billionaires. Okay. Yeah. So Mr. Mr. Clean got to go. We're going Mr. Organic. All organic ingredients in the cleaning products. The God. Do you think it'll ever be a moment where you're? Um, let's say once that happens, do you think that there'll ever be a moment where you're not climbing for the next, aspiring for something 
different where you're really just like chilling, just relaxing? Nah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's my purpose. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My purpose is, 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 is a selfish mission to help others and, and grow things and make people get understanding. That's why I ain't got no kids. That's why I ain't got no woman. I just got me. I just got my grind. That's why I don't indulge in things that, that's why I never gambled. I never drunk alcohol. I never smoked weed. I never will. That is not me. My purpose is to be focused. My purpose is to grind and build and spread these seeds to the people. That's what God put me here for. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a vessel for that. And, and the world will understand it if they like it or not. And I'm a, I ain't going to be, I ain't cookie cutter. I ain't, do, yeah, I'm a cuss. I'm going to have women. I'm going to do all that yet because that's what I want. But at the end of the day, my purpose will be fulfilled, and I'm going to change people's lives by peeping it pure. I'm not going to be one of these guys acting like a pastor to get caught playing with kids in the in the church and all that or acting like I'm the happily married man to get caught cheating, doing threesomes and all that. No, I'm a single man. I do whatever I want, say what I want. I ain't got no attachment to nothing because I really don't got to do nothing for nobody, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm pushed to do that, so I will do so. But I'm going to keep it pure and do whatever I want in the meantime. Okay, well, since you mentioned that, is that is that a desire of yours? Or do you are you looking to to settle down and have a family and so forth? I never thought never, about it. Really? Never been in my mind. Never so your thought about no always in business. Ever. Always me, me business and helping my people and get them understanding. Like I had a girl, probably had like two girlfriends in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm 39 years old. That's just not my thing. You know what I'm saying? It's never their fault. Like I can never be like, oh, she didn't. No, every girl I was around. There was there was legendary people. It's just me. I got the. I, I just it's not for me. It holds me from where I really want to be and where I really truly need to be. I'm here for my people and I need free and people need Mr. Organic because it's people that's married that's miserable. It's people that got jobs that hate it. It's people that got kids that didn't want. That was this a big mistake. It's just the truth and they stuck with them. They hate them kids. It's just, it is what it is. See, I have none of that, so they can live through me. I'm the vessel of my people. And, and they can see me and live through me and they can be happy and enjoy my life because they can't enjoy theirs. So that's what I'm here for. Wow. Okay. Tell us um, what's your secret, your secret to staying whole. Um, my secret to staying whole is just keeping it pure of myself. I can look in the mirror every night and, and truly be happy who I am. I can't be like, man, today I got to come up with it. No, I look at myself and like, man, you is doing it. I look around like, man, you did all this yourself. You, man, you truly are you. People ask me what I do for a living. I tell them I do me for a living, and it's true. I thank God I didn't become an athlete. Like we said earlier, it wasn't unfortunate. It was fortunate. It's tattooed on my arm, actually fortunate, that I didn't become an athlete, you know, because they can't even talk. Name me an athlete that stands up and stands up for a cause that's still in the league or any of those leagues. Give me one. You got LeBron, but he's the most hated person in the NBA that just did a poll. You see what I'm saying? And he's the top player in the league, got all these championships, all these great things, and he's the most hated person in the NBA. Now why? Because he kind of speaks his mind. Not even that much, just a little bit. Name me another person, name me another athlete right now that's in any of those those leagues that speaks their mind and they're still there. They're not because they can't. So I have a purpose, I have. I got a voice, and I could use it and I could build my people up. I could, I could give them everything I could give them and they could win and use my mantras and understandings. All right. Well, I want to wrap up with a segment that I call Tell and Tell, which is a play in the word show and tell. What is something that you can tell the audience that has deeply impacted you, something that the world does not know about you? Um, I really don't know because, like I said, I was so delusional in my path that I never really, I never dwell on things, you know what I'm saying? So I probably need to take time sometimes and I really think about my life. Like, what did you been through? Because I just be going forward, you know? Yeah. Um, I did lose my dad like when I was in seventh grade, but I never knew him, right? 
So I don't feel like it truly impacted me. But the more I heard about him, the more I looked like him. People saying, man, you're just like him. I probably wish I was had more interactions with him when he was here because he was a legendary guy. You know what I'm saying? So I think that probably impacted me that I never had a dad around like most people don't from the black community. You know, 75% of us grow up without fathers. So I just feel that could have did something good for me. Um, so I, that probably made me go harder. But in the, the day, he gave me this, this legendary DNA. So I think that that was the biggest blessing. Me not knowing him, and he just blessed me with his with the genetic shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you probably still feel him in spirit. I'm sure. Yeah, probably do. I blessed him. He he, he lucky with me. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciated this conversation. Um, if someone wants to follow you on their on your journey, um, how can they get in touch with you? Well, you know, it's Mr. Organic. You know, organic with a K. One word on Instagram, so it's M R Organic instead of a C. Put a K. That's my Instagram. Also. YouTube is Mr. Underscore Organic. Same thing with a K instead of a C. M-R underscore Organic. And uh, you want my products, books, you know, soap, sanitizers, clothing, whatever you want. OrganicLifestyle.com. Organic with a K. Lifestyle with a Y. OrganicLifestyle.com. Well, thank you, Mr. Organic, for being on the show. I appreciate it uh, as you drop some gems here. Oh, yeah. Much, much, C's. Much we, we giving C's, man. Yes. You know, you can't do much with a gem, but look at it. A seed, you, you let it grow inside you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You let it blossom. Yeah, you from let the it seed grow. to the root to the tree to the fruit, we're going to keep it organic. It's SRTF. Enjoy the process of life. Stop trying to skip the process. People want to plant a seed today. Guess what they want? The fruit tomorrow. I've never seen that fruit. And if it is, it's GMO. It ain't real. We want to embrace the journey. We want the organic lifestyle. We want to plant our seeds, watch the roots grow, let them grow deep, and then that tree going to sprout, then we're going to eat our fruit. And guess what? When we get the fruit, we're going to cut it up, eat the fruit, take the seeds out, throw it in the ground, and let somebody else grow some more. Three of them. Yes, that's it. That is it. We're going to embrace the journey. Well, that is it for this episode of The Journey Told Show. I'm going to leave you with words that my father so often said to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit.